No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. You know, sometimes it's easier to make enemies than friends. But when a person pleases the Lord, then God even makes his enemies live in peace with him. Today we're going to see how Isaac experienced this very thing. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 26, right here on Simply the Bible. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. Isaac had been living in Beer Lahiroi, which was south in the Negev. When famine struck, Isaac went north toward the Mediterranean coast to Gerar, the land of the Philistines. This is where Abraham had also dwelt for a while. It is unclear whether Abimelech was the proper name of the Philistine king or if it was a royal title such as Pharaoh with the Egyptians. Verse 2, Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. This was the first time God appeared to Isaac. Evidently, Isaac was contemplating the greener pastures of Egypt, as his father Abraham had done, for the Lord told him not to go down there, but to live in the land that he would show him. When trouble comes, so does temptation. Rather than being patient in the land of famine, we are tempted to run away to Egypt, which symbolizes the world. When Abraham went down to Egypt, he lied to Pharaoh about Sarah, saying that she was his sister. They also picked up Hagar, which would later cause family problems. We are better off to remain in the place where God has called us, even though it may be difficult, than to seek greener pastures elsewhere. The Lord continued in verse 3, Dwell in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father, and I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands, and in your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws." The Lord repeated the threefold blessing that he had given to Abraham. First, God would give Isaac and his descendants all the land of Canaan, even the land where he was now dwelling. Second, God would multiply Isaac's descendants so that he would father a nation. Third, the Messiah, through whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed, would come from Isaac. God gave this wonderful blessing to Abraham because he obeyed the Lord's voice and kept his commandments. Now Isaac received this same threefold blessing because he trusted the Lord and remained where God had called him. Isaiah 30:18 says, "Therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you, and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you." For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Some people think that God is just waiting for them to blow it so that he can let them have it. But on the contrary, God waits patiently for us so that he can bless us. 
He reveals to us the way to the land of blessing. And then he waits for us to dwell there so that he can be gracious to us. He waits for us. And blessed are those who wait for him. Verse 6. So Isaac dwelt in Gerar. And the men of the place asked about his wife. And he said, She is my sister. For he was afraid to say, She is my wife. Because he thought, Lest the men of the place kill me for Rebekah, because she is beautiful to behold. Now, Rebekah was probably at least 60 years old by this time. For the Philistine men to be so attracted to her, she must have been remarkably beautiful. But when they inquired about her, Isaac lied and said that she was his sister. The sin of the father was passed down to his son. Isaac lied because he was afraid. Now, wait a minute. Didn't the Lord just promise Isaac that he would be with him and bless him? So why was Isaac so afraid? You know, fear is not always rational. It is a weakness of our flesh. But God has a cure for fear. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Proverbs 29.25 says, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. I didn't get in many fights in school, but in junior high, there was this one kid who used to badger me in the locker room. I decided that I'd had it. I was going to stand up to him. And so he called me out to the field after school, which meant that we were going to have a fight. I was afraid to meet him. I figured that I would probably get beat up that day. But I knew that I couldn't back down. So after school, I went out to the field and he wasn't there. I waited and I waited and I waited. And finally, he showed up probably about 15 minutes late. When he saw me, he said, oh, I was just kidding. I realized in that moment that he was as scared of me as I was of him. I also knew that I didn't need to be afraid of him anymore. And he never bothered me again. If we really know that God is with us, then we don't need to fear man. If God is for us, what difference does it make who is against us? God and you are a majority. Believe it. Verse 8. Now it came to pass when he had been there a long time that Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked through a window and saw, and there was Isaac showing endearment to Rebekah, his wife. Now it had been at least 90 years since Abraham had been there, so this was probably a different Abimelech. It is interesting that this king did not immediately take Rebekah into his harem. It's possible that word had spread from one generation to the next about the trouble Abraham had brought upon the royal household when he had said that Sarah was his sister. Abimelech kept a watchful eye on Isaac and Rebekah for a long time. Then one day he saw Isaac showing endearment to his wife. The Hebrew word means to laugh, play, or caress. It leaves the details to the reader's imagination. Isaac was playing with Rebekah in a most unbrotherly way. Then Abimelech called Isaac and said, Quite obviously she is your wife, so how could you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, 
because I said, lest I die on account of her. And Abimelech said, what is this you have done to us? One of the people might soon have lain with your wife and you would have brought guilt on us. So Abimelech charged all his people saying, he who touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. Isaac's alibi sounds about as lame on his lips as it did on his father's. In fact, it is worse. At least Sarah was Abraham's half-sister, but for Isaac, this was a total lie. Once again, as with Abraham, the man of God misjudged the Philistine king. Rather than seeking to kill Isaac because of Rebekah, Abimelech had such high regard for their marriage that he made a proclamation that anyone touching Isaac or Rebekah would be put to death. Sadly, Isaac allowed his own fear to compromise his witness before the Philistines. Verse 12, Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. This is the first mention of sowing in the scripture, and it yielded a harvest a hundred times what was sown. I cannot help but think of Christ's parable of the seed in the soils. In Luke 8.8 8, we read, And some fell into good soil, and grew and yielded a hundredfold. Later, when his disciples asked him about the meaning of the parable, Jesus replied, As for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. Isaac endured a famine in the land where God called him. Even though he faltered in his faith and honesty with the Philistines, God was with him and greatly blessed and prospered him. By trusting in the Lord and being patient, Isaac bore much fruit. Likewise, if we trust in the Lord regardless of the circumstances or even our own failures and continue sowing the seed of righteousness, in due time we will reap an abundant harvest if we don't give up. Verse 14, So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Even prosperity has its downside. When God begins to bless you, there are always those around who become envious and will do mean things. The Philistines envied Isaac's prosperity and filled up with dirt the wells that Abraham dug. Now Isaac could have made an issue of this. He could have become contentious and fought for those wells. But he didn't do that. In this, Isaac is an excellent example of the patience and meekness of Christ. Abimelech also told Isaac to move away from them. He saw how prosperous and powerful Isaac was becoming and was afraid. Isaac did not become contentious over this either. He knew that he was a sojourner in the land and had no rights. He also knew that it wasn't wise to remain where you're not welcome. Again, Isaac was like Christ in this. 
When Jesus went to the land of the Gadarenes and encountered a man who was possessed with a legion of demons, he cast out the demons so that they possessed a herd of pigs that then ran off a cliff to their own death. When the people came out and saw what had happened, they asked Jesus to depart from them, and he left. He didn't stay where he wasn't welcome. When you know that God is pleased with you, then it doesn't matter so much if people like you. Oh, rejection still hurts. If it didn't, then we wouldn't be human. But we learn that not everybody is going to like us or want us around. When that happens, rather than being contentious or demanding your own rights or becoming depressed, embrace this as an opportunity to die along with Christ. As the Apostle Peter says, For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps, who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. Listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, just go by their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Or send us an email. We'd love to know how we can pray for you. Tomorrow, we're going to see how Rebecca and Jacob deceived Isaac in order to secure the blessings for Jacob. We hope you'll join us as we continue in Genesis on Simply the Bible.